0: If you're building AI apps with popular models like Yolo V8 and Padm, you'll want to visit intel.com slash for open source code snippets and helpful guides. Speed up development time and make sure your apps deploy seamlessly where you need it most. Go to intel.com slash Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, Portland bandwidth <laughs> test edition. Uh, I am joined today by my colleagues, Ryan Donovan and Ira May, and we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. I'm going to kick us off uh, with a link that y'all shared with me. You know, I think one of the obviously biggest trends that we'll be hearing about over the next year in the United States, where we're headed for an election, is what impact will generative AI have on disinformation and deepfakes and things of that nature. And so, Ryan, you shared an interesting link from the Hollywood Ryan. Reporter. The Famous comedian George Carlin has passed. His Mm -hmm. estate is suing creators of an AI-generated comedy special, which I guess
1: uses his likeness. So it uses his voice, um, uses his style of comedy. It's an hour long and it, you know, it sounds like Carlin enough that you could believe it. It sounds like Carlin in that it is an old man complaining about things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to me, the, the really important
0: question here is, is it? good or funny like it's scarier to me if it's mm-hmm. good and funny and like is like hey this isn't a bad george carlin set like that right. to me would be terrifying where it's like well actually AI is doing a pretty good like that to me is just yeah. like well what do we need people for
1: anymore <laughs> right yeah no I, I think it's decent enough but it's not nearly as good because one of the things they're suing is that it's a bad introduction to george carlin people will see this and be like eh. Right. You know, that's no good. Yeah. And the, the folks who, who did it, one of them at least is this guy, Will Sasso, who was uh, on Mad TV. Like, he is a comedian and has been doing comedy for decades. Right.
0: I mean, I wonder if this will end up being like Mickey Mouse, which uh, recently came out of copyright, where it's like, look, once the comedian's been, you know, passed or their work is 100 years old. And then it's mm-hmm. fair use, you know, use it as you will and bring them back. But the estate gets a certain, at least, you know, length of mm-hmm. time where they can benefit from the works and it doesn't go into the fair use.
1: What is it called? Fair use arena? Yeah, and fair use. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there was a article I read a while back that was, uh, is AI the end of copyright? And it was, that was a positive for it because copyright has been extended and extended over time. And if, you know, the copyright terms had stayed Unextended, we'd be basically getting things from the 60s. Right. Yes, one of the big benefits of our
0: dysfunctional Congress this year was that they finally forgot to uh, do the corporate bidding and extend the copyright again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: But, you know, this is one of the things that the writer's strike was about and the actor's strike was about, that it is now pretty easy to create, you know, George Carlin specials forever, talking about things that are current and contemporary. You can do that, you know. Bruce Willis sold his likeness. You know, you can make yeah. Bruce Willis movies forever. Right. Era, thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little, I mean, I, I didn't see the George Carlin AI special, but I, I read some folks who were reacting to it. And it, it sounded like at least that that version was like sort of a poor imitation of the original. Like Ryan said, you know, people who aren't familiar with this brand of comedy or his you know style or whatever are going to see this and be like, oh, this guy sucks. I don't want to watch any more of this. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like at least in this case, it's maybe like not quite yet to the point where it's maybe going to be like a competitor for people who really like identify as as fans or for whom this is like a really like primary interest but for folks who are just like scrolling and encountering stuff yeah it is it is kind of scary to think about how like easily stuff like that could slip past people's attention right right
1: yeah well there was one a while back that i thought was a more fun version of this. It was an AI-generated conversation between uh, Werner Herzog and Slavoj Žižek. And it was just (laughs) infinite. It just went on forever. And it was this this beautiful nonsense. Like, nobody would mistake it for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, one thing I would quibble with here is,
0: like, the bar for whether or not this should be legal is not... Aesthetic, right? It's not like is this sure. comedy funny enough that encountering George <laughs> Con for the first time, you'll get the right impression. Oh, like for that's sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't mean to be speaking to that that piece of it. I was sort of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Keeping my mitts off that one for the time being.
0: No, I know you weren't supporting that. I just think that's funny. That that's kind of like the main complaint here, right? It's more that's like right.
2: the, look, the you know, vibes are what off. right
0: do you have? Yeah, what <laughs> right do you have to basically? you know, I mean, right. What is a copyrighted work? Comedy is a weird world where you don't, Mm -hmm. you can't really copyright a joke. It's just an informal rule within comedy. Like you can, you know, you shouldn't be stealing Mm -hmm. each other's jokes and you get exercise from, you know, the community or whatever.
1: Yeah. And it's self-enforcing. Like, you know, there's a famous bit with, um, Carlos Mencia was accused of joke stealing and Joe Rogan went up on stage to confront him about it.
0: Yes. That was a uh, seminal moment in, in the history of comedy. All right. So uh, I guess one other thing I wanted to mention here is, yeah, like we're going to be seeing a lot of this in different ways a- at the same time as this George Carlin thing was happening this week. There was something really unfortunate with deep fakes of Taylor Swift spreading all over Twitter, mm-hmm. putting her in you know completely inappropriate poses. And yeah, it just feels like the tools that are available to the public are getting better at a very rapid pace. Um, and, uh, you know, the regulations and laws that govern this are not
1: right and you know it's it's going to be an interesting dividing line like how much of this is derivative work how much of it is you know an impression can right. you right. can you know will sasso without the ai go up and perform this set in right doing a george carlin impression i think
0: the answer is yes right you can you yeah. can cover somebody live that's legal right
2: right i mean cover bands are are a thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: sort of like cover
0: for comedy yeah. yeah i mean one thing is with live it's not infinitely reproducible right like mm-hmm. if you then
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know recorded that and tried to sell it that would be a problem right um i think and then also right, right an ai copy it, it can infinitely replicate right it's not like a one-off thing where somebody goes on stage and does an hour of material mm-hmm. they can run this george carlin you know all day every day if they wanted to
1: right brave new world brave new
0: world let's move on to a related topic. There is a leaderboard that Ira brought to our attention. Is this on a uh, hugging face? Where does this leaderboard come from?
2: This comes from the Large Model Systems Organization.
0: Okay. Google's barred, just taken the second spot to GPT-4 on the leaderboard. The race is heating up. You know, these scores in the ELO arena really mean nothing to consumers. They're only interesting, you know, to sort of observers of the industry and, you know, maybe within the companies and the engineers themselves, but it is great that, you know, Bard, which was a late entrant, uh, you know, the
1: more competition, the better, I guess is all I would say on that yeah. front, right? And what, what are the, the metrics here for this? What are, what are they winning on?
2: That's one of the things that I thought was, was interesting about this and why I wanted to, to get your read is because. There's just a kind of a discussion obviously happening in the in the replies under this tweet about, you know, what kind of metrics are being used and like whether the score is reflective of users' actual experience using the technology, whether it actually like works as well as the ones it's being ranked with. It's not something that I like know a lot about or have done a lot of work in, but it's, it's interesting to see that disconnect possibly between, you know, where it ranks on the leaderboards and, you know, right. where it ranks in terms of usage and popularity.
0: How is Arena ELO calculated? We present the chatbot Arena, a benchmark platform for large language models that features anonymous randomized battles in a crowdsourced manner. The ELO rating, which is borrowed from chess, community joins this effort by contributing new models. I think it might be that they're like masking what system it is and then they're going through like, you know, a thousand tries with the user and then seeing how it's scored. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I, I want to know. It looks like you enter a prompt. And then they have two models respond, and you say, mm-hmm. "Which one's the better one?" Got it. Okay. So yeah,
0: they crowdsource it. It's a blind taste test. So Coke and Pepsi are <laughs> neck right. and neck. Okay.
2: Okay. Thank you for putting that in the context. I can I can understand. I mean, I thought of wine tasting, but yeah. all except Coke and Pepsi. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. The thing we'll see going forward is like right. This is like when people are like, "This is nine out of ten dentists recommend," or like. They used to do this to people like McDonald's or Burger King better this year, you know, and they would do it. And it's like, it's pretty meaningless. Like, that's not what people are making their decisions based on. It's just sort of a fun metric for the companies to compete in the industry.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if we're going to get to, you know, a future where people are just operating on like the biases, like the GM Ford arguments where somebody just likes Ford for whatever historical reason. Yeah. Somebody would be like, I've been a chat GPT user man. since... 2023, exactly. and I will, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean,
2: that's going to happen with any now. brand, right? Anytime there's like brands and right. competition, like, and they're in the market for long enough and they're like both successful enough and have carved out market share, people are going to start like identifying with them the same way, you know, we identify with everything else culturally, right? I
0: think there's mm-hmm. an even deeper level here, which the tech ethicist Tristan Harris talked about in a talk, which is like, let's say going forward at some point, they start to have memory. So they remember what the chats they've had with you. You can reference back a chat from a year ago. They're personalized, you know, like to say, well, I remember that time we talked about X or "Do you remember we shared this idea or, after I read your book, you know, it made me think of why. And so like, if you build up that relationship, kind of like the way I feel about Spotify and its recommendation algorithm, the switching cost might be higher than you expect.
2: Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, I think we get comfortable with our tools. And like you said, when the recommendation engine is a part of it and we start to sort of like rely on the system's knowledge of what we're going to be interested in, um, you don't Mm. want to have to rebuild that relationship necessarily from the ground up with a new platform.
0: Yeah. So there was a post at the top of our programming today. Agile development is fading in popularity at large enterprises and developer burnout is a key factor. I read this piece (laughs) And my takeaway is, the larger your organization, the more bureaucratic Mm -hmm. everything is, including
2: your approach to
0: Agile. (laughs) Stop the presses. Breaking news. It's like, Agile works great at a 10-person company, all the way up to 50 people. But when you are at a 5,000-person organization, it stops feeling Agile for some reason. It's like, (laughs) yeah, and...
2: (laughs) Right. Tell me more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean... It's interesting going through the the Reddit thread that you posted about it, because it seems like, you know, anytime people talk about Agile, it's a competition between people being like, oh, Agile sucks, or you're doing it wrong, right? Right. A lot of it is, you know, Agile being used as a monitoring tool or, yeah, being monitored at standups. I do think one of the key things that comes out in the
0: Reddit thread, which I'm sure many developers feel, is that there's a piece of this in the original agile manifesto, which is like, this will help us better align the business needs and the software Mm -hmm. development process. Right. Mm -hmm. And we won't like have sort of specs for everything we want. And we get halfway through and we realize it's broken, but like, there's no mechanism really to change, you know, and, and, and adapt. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, most of the complaints in the Reddit thread, which is delicious and delightful. It's like very, you know, it's just like a very classic developer conversation is like, yeah, Agile's great. Except for my, like, you know, ludicrously ignorant product manager who I have to explain Mm -hmm. things to for the X-timer. Yes, Agile's great, except for like the, you know, business stakeholder who came in and asked me to change blue to green again at the last, you know, so it's kind of like Agile's not the problem so much as like working cross-functionally with other people.
2: People are the problem. Agile's not the problem. People are the problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think AI is trying to change
1: that. Yeah. (laughs) AI will replace the people, Ryan, and then, you know. There you go.
2: (laughs) Problem solved.
1: Problem solved. A lot of it, I think, is people are missing the team autonomy. Right? If you're being asked to report on your progress, you should have the ability to make changes to right better progress instead of just being blamed.
0: Yeah, I love that. There's so many. Every company I've ever worked with claims to be agile and runs like waterfall with scrums. (laughs) Let's not forget the definition of sprint, which actually means marathon or death march. You know, these are just (laughs) these are great. There's so many gems in here. Yeah, yeah.
2: This
1: thread. Yeah. Oh, nobody complains like developers. Oh, nobody so, complains mm. like developers. So juicy.
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: All right, everybody. It is that time of the show. Let's shout out a user who came on Stack Overflow and helped save a little knowledge from the dustbin of history. Awarded to Emil Lane, how can I include all of the C++ standard libraries at once? Or how can I include all of the C++ standard library at once? Singular library. Working on a class mm. project. I need it all. There's an answer here for you. And we've helped uh, 67,000 people. So appreciate it, Emil. All right, everybody. I am Ben Popper. I am the Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on X at Ben Popper. If you have questions or suggestions, you want to come on the pod and talk about something, hit us up, podcast at Stack
1: Overflow. And uh, if you enjoyed the program, leave us a rating and a review. I'm Ryan Donovan. I edit the blog here at Stack Overflow. You can find it at stackoverflow.blog. And if you want to reach out to me on X, you can find me at Arthur Donovan.
2: And my name is Ira May. I'm a senior writer at Stack Overflow. I usually write the show notes for the podcast and some blog content and other good stuff. And you can find me on uh, most platforms at Ira Maybe.
0: Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon.